Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and meditating on all of that, whatever it is. We're going to ask you to set it to the side or we. And we want to ask that you focus on and meditate on, affirm for, visualize for, this intention. And we're going to share this intention with you now. Just be open to it. I know. I am. An exclusive expression of the divine and all of its omnipotent potential and possibility. Centered in this awareness, I effortlessly allow the divinity of my being to flourish in unique and exclusive avenues to express as the desires of my heart and soul manifesting as exclusive manifestations of the evolving good of God. In all that I am and all that I do, I present my divine uniqueness to all of life and joyfully accept life's harmonious alignment with my every unique and powerful intention. In an aura of limitless gratitude, I release this truth of my being into the universe, opening my heart, mind, and soul to all the many and wonderful and unique way spirit fulfills itself as the wonderful and unique me. Got it? So repeat it back to me now. You know, we record these. It's online. We're just saying it'll be online by this afternoon. But now we're going to ask for your indulgence for just a moment. And we want you to hear this same affirmation just with a slightly different ear. Because we're going to change it just, just a little bit. And we're going to ask that you just be open. Just be open to accepting what you now hear. You are an exclusive expression of the divine and all of its omnipotent potential and possibility. Centered in this awareness, we honor how you effortlessly allow the divinity of your being to flourish in unique and exclusive avenues as the desires of your heart and soul manifesting as exclusive manifestations of the evolving good of God. In all that you are and all that you do, you present yourself as divine uniqueness to all of life, and life harmoniously responds by aligning with your every unique and powerful intention. In an aura of limitless gratitude, we release this truth of your being into the universe, opening your eyes to the myriad 
of way. Source expresses to your heart, mind, and soul in a multitude of wonderful and unique ways so it may fulfill itself as the wonderful and unique you. So we offer this slightly different version for two reasons. Number one, you need to know how we feel about you. That's how we feel about you all the time. You are a unique, vibrant expression of source energy. You are an exclusive representation of all that God is. And we will never release that truth of you. Second, and this gets more down into the brass tack hardcore reality, the second reason is that as an addition to the exercise that we suggested, you know, where you release everything and just focus on the affirmation of being this exclusive expression of source, the reality is we have yet to figure out a way where we can say that to you, affirm that for you, every single day. Right? You could come over, but I can't guarantee we have enough bathrooms to support you. Plus you have to deal with the kitty cat. So, our suggestion is that along with meditating on the first affirmation, visualizing, affirming for the first affirmation, that you look yourself in the mirror and say that to yourself every day. Not in first person. Look in the mirror and say, you are. You are. You are. So, with that said, this exercise has one purpose, and that purpose is to honor that divine uniqueness of you and all that you are and all that you say and all that you do. And what you will discover at the end of a week of this practice with these spiritual intentions, the spiritual intentions that you have been pursuing, whether they are pursuits of love, health, abundance, or more profound awareness of oneness, whatever it is, they begin to cascade into your journey. How? In unique and wonderful ways. Ways you hadn't even thought about before. Why? Because you've released any intention of trying to be like somebody else. Trying to achieve in a manner that somebody else has. Right? Why is that? Why do they come in so rapidly once you do that? Because the universe abhors duplicity and thrives through individuality. As you practice this truth, you will be all that Source came to this journey to be, shedding any shadow copies which may remain within your consciousness. And you will understand why Dr. Dennis said in The Art of Being that then you can look yourself in the mirror and say, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Which is the title of our lesson this morning. El Elvis has left the building. So, I have a wonderful little parable for you. It does incorporate Elvis. Um, you know, I like to do profound parables. I have to have meaning. And, um, you know. So, this par parable is about Father O'Malley. 
And Father O'Malley had been on his pulpit for quite some time, and he hadn't had a vacation in a very long time. So he decides that he's going to go on vacation, and he wants to go to Las Vegas. Good for him. Vegas, baby. And he jumps on a plane, and off he goes, and as soon as the plane lands, he, he leaves, and he's walking through the airport, and this lady runs up to him and says, Elvis, oh my God, it's Elvis. I knew you were alive. I knew you would come back, Elvis. And Father O'Malley looks at her and says, Ma'am, I'm not Elvis. I don't look a thing like Elvis. And he smiles and then goes up to the uh, airport counter. Right? Sure enough, the lady, at, I'm sorry, goes to get in his cab. Here we go. Goes to get in his cab, and the cab driver says, where to? And Father O'Malley says, take him to my hotel at the Elvis Strip. At this point, the cab driver turns around, and he says, oh, my God, it's Elvis. I knew you would return. I knew you were alive. I'm so excited to have the king in my cab. And Father O'Malley says, I'm not Elvis. I don't look a thing like Elvis. Just take me to my hotel. Abby says, yes, sir, Elvis, right away. So Father O'Malley gets out of the cab. He goes up to the counter where the clerk is standing there, and she looks at him. She says, oh, my God, it's Elvis. I knew you weren't dead. I'm your number one fan. We have kept everything just like you like it, because I knew this day would happen. We have saved cheeseburgers and peanut butter and fried sandwiches. The, 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 the bar is full with all of your favorite liquor. Elvis, I'm so excited that you're back. Father O'Malley just sighs. And says, why thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the moral is while the universe abhors duplicity, there are times, because of life events and the various individuals which ebb and flow into our individual journey, people resign themselves into acceptance of being a carbon copy of the physical rather than an exclusive demonstration of the spiritual. Our affirmation card this week is from Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, there is a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that envy is ignorant, that imitation is suicide. Why do we want you to understand? We want you to let go, to let go of what you've been treating for and affirming for and praying for for just, just a week. Well, the answer is this. We want you to get clear about why you're pursuing what it is you're pursuing. Are you pursuing it because you want to do it? Are you pursuing it because it's a calling and urging of your soul? Are you pursuing it because you saw somebody else had, had something you wanted or something you might like to have, and that looked good? Are you pursuing something because you were told you needed to do it? Whatever it may be, you can still pursue it. You can still have it, but ask yourself first, why? What uniqueness am I bringing to this demonstration? 
the universe thrives in individuality. Not only does it thrive in individuality, it rewards it. It rewards the individual expression of itself. Every time somebody comes forward and says, I am going to bring my most unique and exclusive self to this experience, to this demonstration, they are operating from a higher vibration. Why? Because that vibration, that intent, is not cloaked in the energy of the physical will. It's still pure. It's still source wanting to express as numerous. And the moment we say, well, I'm going to try to be like so-and-so, that's a lower vibrating energy. Why? Because it's already manifested. It's already come forward into expression. Not only has it already come forward into expression, it's on its way out into something else. The minute something manifests in this realm, it begins to evolve and expand into something else. So we have to get clear about what our purpose is. Our purpose is to live this life in full love, health, abundance, joy, happiness, success, all from one vibration. A vibration of being. A new expression. A new demonstration. An evolution of a thought or idea, a way of being that has not come to this journey before. And it is in that vibration the whole of the universe resonates. And it begins to take form. So yeah, go out and, and buy your lotto ticket. Buy your lotto ticket. Find, find that perfect mate. But do so because you have a unique way to express the divinity that you are. have a unique way to express the divinity that you are. Bless you and be gone. <laughs> the sniffle. Just being clear. Ernest Holmes said, you are an eternal being now on the pathway of endless unfoldment. Never less, but always more yourself. Life is not static. It is forever dynamic, forever creating, not something done and finished but something alive, awake, and aware. There is something within you that sings the song of eternity. Listen to it. Let's be clear about this. We're not simply saying to you to dance and sing to your own tune, your own song. We're guiding you to create a vibration and live in a vibration of your own divinity. Of your own divinity. If mind wanted everybody to have that same vibration, to evolve and create with the same vibration, we, we would all look like Robert Lopez or Jeannie McGinnis. There you go. What uniqueness do you bring to this realm? And not just uniqueness in how you interact with others, but the uniqueness of your divinity. That Midler said, for said this, she said, cherish forever what makes you unique, because you're really a yawn if it goes. I love that book, the one of that middle. Cherish forever what makes you unique. Somewhere in this drive, this culture consciousness where 
that wants everybody to be the same. We forget about it. We've accepted the idea that we're not here to be the same. We're here to be individuals. Individual. Individual's expression of source. Even in Scripture, Jesus said, Little children, you are from God, and have conquered them, for the one who is in you is greater than the one who is of this world. And I love this because I'm interpreting it as that what is within us, what is within you, what is within those that we encounter is always by far greater than anything we have seen in the external realm. So when we admire someone, as well we should, for what they've achieved, our role is not to say, how do I do that? Our role is to say, how do I be evolved and become that? How do I evolve and become that? How do I bring my highest and best expression of source to that? Again, allowing for that unique individual, individual view to come forward. So this train of thought of living your divinity, living your uniqueness, is centuries old. Centuries old. But yet, from the time we're little, we're little kids, people are little kids, what do they think? Fall in line. Fall in line. Behave. Behave. Now, if all your friends were going to jump into the river, would you jump into the river? Can we go on? All of that, well, it's a part of getting along in life. But we're not asking for conformity, nor are we directing to conformity. We're simply directing you to your divinity. So yes, you can still fall in line, you can still work in harmony with everyone else without sacrificing that unique expression of source that you claim to be. You can, you can create from that vibration of being pure, pure creative and formative energy and know, absolutely know, that that's what your purpose is. To evolve that higher idea through you in your energy. And when you've got that, when you say, well, wait a second, I'm not here to create what anybody else has, guess what happens? You alleviate this vibration of, why is, why is, why is they demonstrating so much easier than I am? Why does life feel easier and look easier for other people? It's not easier for other people. They're faking it. They're faking it. They just make it look easy. They Photoshop before they put on Facebook. I'm here, honestly. I know I do. I have a 28-inch device on Facebook. The full headache. What do you want to create? What do you want to manifest within your journey? Whatever it is, you have the power and ability to create it, to demonstrate it, to live it. If it's not coming, or it seems slow in coming, this is the purpose and the rationale for the suggested exercise. There's something that is not allowing for that unique expression of source to come forward as you. And more than likely, 
it's going to be the fact that it's not uniquely yours. It's not uniquely your idea. It's not an exclusive visualization that you've created. So make it your own. Make it your own. And the moment you make it your own and release this idea that I have to look like and be like everyone else, the universe is just going to flood in. Flood in with its energy, with its creativity. Why? Because it needs you to express itself in a constant state of need. In The Art of Being, Dr. Dennis writes this. He says, we were not sent here to try to imitate or duplicate what another person is or has. We are meant to be a unique, one-of-a-kind expression of the divine. God does not need two of anything because that would be redundant. Neither of, and which does not serve in the unfolding, expanding, creative nature of the divine. When we try to copy another person, a little part of our unique essence evaporates. That is the point of emotional suicide, is it not? You are an exclusive, one-of-a-kind representation of the divine. Brought to this journey for the sole intention of being an exclusive, authentic, resonating force of good, fullness, and plenty. You can't be like someone else. Why? Because we're going to be inauthentic. And that vibration of inauthenticity plays out through every avenue of our journey. It's a great story. It's a true story, actually. It's about a 42-year-old lady. She was divorced after 26 years of marriage, did the single bit for a while, and she met a great guy. They hit it off, and they decided to marry. Well, as it turns out, her name was Mary. So Mary, this guy had two children from a previous marriage, and they were not happy about the engagement. And the 11-year-old, Michael, said, well, congratulations. Just don't expect me to be at the wedding. Well, Mary knew Michael wasn't thrilled at that point, but she figured over time, and with a lot of love, she could turn things around. And once married, Mary tried to win Michael's approval and acceptance by always being kind, always having a smile on her face, always being sweet, no matter what she was feeling in the moment or how difficult her day had been. And when Michael walked up to Mary, when, my, when Michael would walk into a room, Mary would always have this big smile on her face trying to make him feel at ease. And at times, her cheeks would hurt because she smiled so much around this kid. And she also chose to ignore certain behaviors that of Michael that would drive her nuts on the inside. Behaviors that she would never have allowed her own children to get away with. And so she tried not to rock the boat. She didn't want to rock the boat. By, so she just wanted to put on that smile and suppress her feelings. But she was being an authentic, masking her uniqueness. And despite all the effort that she made, Michael was still being a pill. And nine months into the marriage, one evening, Michael called Mary from an arcade. 
saying that he needed a ride home. And a friend's parent had offered to drive Michael home a few hours earlier, but he decided he was going to stay out, stay and hang out longer. Now, it was already late in the evening, and by, so by the time Mary drove to the arcade and got back to the house, it would be after midnight. And Michael was aware that Mary had to be up at 4 in the morning for an engagement that she had booked. It had been a long day. Mary was a little tired. And in that moment, she became a little grouchy, a little irritated. And she said, Michael, how could you? You know I have to be up at four in the morning. How could you be so inconsiderate and only think of yourself? And there was this brief pause and a silence. And Michael said, Who are you and what have you done with Mary? He had never experienced Mary being human. A little irritated. The Mary he knew seemed too good to be true. And the Mary he knew, in fact, was too good to be true. Since she'd been trying to be who she thought Michael wanted her to be, she was pretending. She had turned herself into Mother Nice instead of Mary. So Mary decided at that point enough was enough. She picked Michael up, and when Michael got in the car, she said, Look, Michael, I really care about you but I've been trying too hard to get you to like me, and I haven't been real with you. I haven't been my authentic self. This isn't your fault. It's mine. She even apologized to him for hiding when she was not pleased, which had led to some built-up resentment. She said going forward, she would be honest with him about how she was feeling, but he could always count on her to treat him with love and respect. Now, this didn't change their relationship overnight. It did, however, signal a turning point. It was a turning point. And their first Christmas as a family, Mary and her, her new family had spent together. Michael came to her with his arms behind her back, his back, and he said, I have a Christmas present for you. And Mary's a little wary of this and said, okay, what is it? And Michael replied, I'm going to start calling you Ma from here on out. Why? Because in that moment of enough, hearing the, the vibration of energy of trying to be someone we're not, that's a heavy energy. It begins to weight us down. It begins to make us feel as if we deserve less than from the universe when the reality is we deserve the best the universe has to offer at all times. But until we release that energy of I need to be somebody else in order to align with the good that I deserve, guess what happens? We're pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. And the energy that does attract, that does resonate, that comes into our journey is the energy that's not worthy of someone that is as powerful and unique as you. 
you going to be today? Better yet, who are you going to be tomorrow? You know, have you ever asked yourself, wow, what can I do in this moment to go out and start my day as this exclusive representation of the divine? What does that actually look like? Or am I going out to start my day to be that perfect person that everybody expects me to be? There was only one perfect person I ever knew of, and that was my oldest sister. And she never let me forget it. Look, as you begin this process, understand you are not going to become Sasha Fierce overnight. You will, however, evolve into a comfortable feeling of just being the divine and unique you. Tony Robbins said, the strongest force in the universe is a human being living consistently with his identity. Living consistently with his identity. And we would add to, to Tony Robbins that the strongest force in the universe is a human being living consistently with its divinity. As its divinity. Why? Because that's what your identity is. If your first recognition of who and what you are is not that vibrant, exclusive expression of force of energy, and if it's not that, then what is it? Is it the perfect employee, the perfect spouse? <laughs> is it, I say that for Dan, because you know, I strive every day to be the perfect spouse. 40% there. Okay, 45. And your call is to be that unique expression of source. Everything else is going to fall into place. Everything else is going to begin unfolding for you with ease. So, I want to share with you one more time this practice. Right? and we're going to share the what-we-know piece of it. But listen again. Now we're doing a more slightly up-level here. We know. You are an expre exclusive expression of the divine and all of its omnipotent potential and possibility. Centered in this awareness, we honor how you effortlessly allow the divinity of your being to flourish in unique and exclusive avenues to express as the desires of your heart and soul manifesting as exclusive manifestations of the evolving good of God. In all that you are, in all that you do, you present yourself as divine uniqueness to all of life and life harmoniously responds by aligning with your every unique and powerful intention. In an aura of limitless gratitude, we release this truth of your being into the universe, boundlessly aware of the myriad of ways Source expresses to your heart, mind, and soul in a multitude of wonderful and unique ways so it may fulfill itself as the wonderful and unique you. 
Ja, and do. So I get it. Sometimes doing mirror work is difficult. Right? Looking yourself in the mirror and talking about and praising yourself about how what a unique and wonderful expression of divine source energy that you are, that can be difficult. You have to train yourself to do that. Right? And so what we decided to do is this, because we're really committed to the intention of those who want to practice this exercise for the next week have the opportunity to do so. So, by 4 o'clock today, barring any unforeseen technical difficulties, not only will the talk be online, but that affirmation will be online. And you can download it directly off of the website. Okay? And then those that really want to follow along and practice the first person intention of this exercise, email me and I will email it to you. Right? And if you're not on our mailing list, I'm not going to add you to it, so you have you can email me. Those that say, Well, I don't know your email. Within your program. It's right there on the back in, inside your program. And I'll and I'll return the email. This is important for us to, to follow along and give you the tools to do because at the end of the day we know how powerful you are. We know how powerful you are. And our role in this journey is to not only know it, but to allow you the opportunity to live it. And to do everything that I can possibly think of and that we can possibly think of for you to do that. So, if you have been following along with the series on the art of being, which we have talked about all week, all using examples from Dr. Dennis's book, The Art of Being, um, you will find in the chapter titled, Elvis Has Left the Building, which by the way is one page, right? There's also a multitude of exercises in that chapter that work effortlessly with the exercise that I'm suggesting today. Okay? And here's why we want to suggest this to you. Dr. Dennis said, you become a master once you begin the daily practice of being yourself. Being yourself. It is hard to be an original copy, an original and a photocopy world, but the reward is great. Life seeks uniqueness through all its expressions. You are that uniqueness. Honor and celebrate that. And every day, every day, look in the mirror and affirm, Elvis has left the building. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.